Welcome to the Optimum Communications Podcast. I'm Richard Staines and I'm here with Young Kwon, CEO of Alchemab, who is going to tell us about the company's groundbreaking approach to antibody discovery and research. So, hi Young, thanks for joining us. Hi Richard, it's my pleasure to be here. Great stuff. Please could you tell us about Alchemab and what's so unique about its approach? Alchemab Therapeutics is a company that's focused on discovering antibodies from resilient individuals to treat patients with disease. And this is a really interesting and novel concept for a therapeutics company. It was founded in 2019 inside the offices of SV Health Investors in London by Human Shrafian, who is one of the partners at SV and also the chairman of the company. Human brought on board Jane Osborne, our chief scientific officer, who is a distinguished and well-regarded scientist in the UK, who previously headed biologics discovery at AstraZeneca in Cambridge. So when Jane came on board, she brought on a number of other leaders from her past experiences. Jane was previously at a company called Cambridge Antibody Technology, and several of our other key executives came also from that experience. And CAT, as it's called, is a pretty famous biotech in the UK, in particular because the Humira, which is a drug used for multiple inflammatory disorders was discovered by the CAT team. So they have a ton of antibody discovery and development experience. And Alchemab was lucky to pull together this team in part to do what we're doing, which is to discover novel therapies from patients that are resilient. You know, there's a different idea for a biotech company to find antibodies in people that are well. They've got this really interesting way of finding these antibodies, haven't you? which is kind of completely different from a way of a lot of what's been done in the industry so far, sort of kind of working backwards, if you like. So can you tell us a little bit about that, please? So what's interesting about Alchemab is that, you know, most uh, companies focus on disease and disease processes, but we actually start with people that are well. And the question that Alchemab was founded around was, is there an element of the immune response in healthy individuals that could be protecting them from chronic diseases. So we know that our antibody response is activated against infectious disease and other pathogens. You know, we're all accustomed now, unfortunately, to testing for COVID. So the idea of antibody responses for infectious diseases is one that I think we're all, unfortunately, really well accustomed to. But the idea that antibodies could be generated against proteins to treat neurodegenerative disorders, for example, which is a key focus of Alchemabs, that's a newer idea. And there is actually a fair amount of literature that supports the idea of what are essentially protective autoantibodies. And Alchemab was founded to build a platform to identify these antibodies in resilient individuals in part by sequencing the antibody repertoire of both resilient individuals and disease progressors. In addition, we also have a number of healthy individuals we use, which can be controls for what we do. So it's a very different approach in the sense that we are looking for antibodies that are associated with resilience. And not only that, we're looking for antibodies which are convergent between people who are resilient. In other words, people who have generated the same antibody independently. And we're really excited about better understanding those kinds of antibodies because we believe those could be the basis for 
novel therapies for patients with neurodegenerative disorders and other diseases. And so how are your researchers working to address the challenges of developing disease-modifying therapies for neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and Huntington's disease? Well, we take a patient-first approach. So our platform starts with thinking about a disease that we want to work on, say Huntington's disease or Alzheimer's, and then identifying patients who have what we believe to be a resilient phenotype. And so, as you can imagine, there's no one formal definition of resilience, but we think about people with different characteristics who form different cohorts that we look for. So for example, in Alzheimer's disease, we'll look at individuals who may have a very slow rate of progression. As a fairly well-characterized disease, it's understood how patients degenerate. We'll look for individuals that may progress much more slowly as one manifestation of resilience. We also look at individuals who may have a genetic basis for disease, but for some reason don't have it. And our belief is that those individuals may have an antibody that could be driving the resilience. So the first part for us is identifying the patient population that we want to target. And then from there, we use our platform to sequence the antibody repertoire of the individuals, look for the ones that are associated with resilience, and those unique antibodies are the ones which we spend a lot of time on because those could be the therapeutic. It's a bit like mining. You know, we're actually mining for these antibodies and we're sifting through a very complex set of antibodies in the repertoire. So each of us can generate what some may say is 10 to the 13th different antibodies. And so we're sampling typically 100,000 to a million per person. And so we're basically sifting through a large number of antibodies to find the unique ones. And that requires not only typical uh, laboratory capabilities, which we have, but also a fair amount of computational work. And so the so-called big data element of our platform is one that's been driven by some really um, experienced bioinformaticians and machine learning experts in the company who have built applications and algorithms to deconvolute very large and complex data sets. I mean, what I find so interesting as well about Alchemab is, as you've already said, you're starting with an antibody, but then you've got to find the target because you've worked out, okay, look, this one seems to be working here. Then you sort of go, oh, so what's it doing? So tell us, how are you able to identify the targets for your lead programs? So you've hit on what is a really interesting conundrum, right? We actually start by identifying antibodies that could be lead molecules, but we don't necessarily know what they bind to. And so the company accessed and has built a set of different technologies to be able to deconvolute the binding partners of the antibodies. The one that we use most is a proprietary technology which contains over 3,000 proteins. So we hand-selected the proteins that we wanted to look at and put those into a display technology so that we could take a large number of antibodies that we develop and ultimately pan them against this display technology, the expressed proteins, to find out what the binding partners are. And this approach has been transformative for our ability to identify the targets. Now, once we know the targets, then it gets really interesting because we can assess a lot more information around the biology of the target to determine 
whether it's a program we'd like to work on. So for example, we'll look to see the robustness of the biology around the target to understand whether it's previously been implicated in disease, whether there may be any genetic association with disease, and whether other people are developing therapies against it. All those factors play a role in our own interest to take a target and antibody to the next step, which involves much more work building assays around the biology for that specific target, and then taking those further into development. So it's a really interesting facet of our approach, which is that we do this target deconvolution in an unbiased way. So when we start our efforts around identifying the targets, we don't actually know what the antibodies bind to. And so we have an unbiased approach. We're not necessarily hypothesizing that the target is protein X or protein Y. We could actually look do that. But we actually are using a platform which allows the immune system of these resilient individuals to tell us what it's targeting. And those targets that we deconvolute are the basis for our next steps. Now, what's really interesting about the targets we're deconvoluting is that they're actually falling into themes of biology. So one could imagine that if you have an unbiased approach, you get random things. But it turns out that the targets actually fall into important biology that are associated with neurodegenerative disorders. And that's been one of the most interesting findings about the approach is we find, for example, targets that are involved in neuroprotection. Now, we know that neurodegenerative disorders are characterized by neuronal loss, loss of white matter, you know, brains of Alzheimer's patients, they shrink because they lose cells. So the fact that we find antibodies that are associated with neuroprotection is quite interesting because these are areas that are affected in disease patients. So we actually think there's a, a method to this where we are starting to see themes of targets that reflect important biologies that are not only associated with disease progression, but also how people stay resilient to disease. And we think that's really interesting because this is much beyond the current state of the art, which is, you know, we are obviously very excited, I think, in the field around having beta amyloid antibodies for Alzheimer's and some measure of a therapeutic to treat patients. It's a very interesting approach as well, considering how long it's just even taken just to find antibodies that seem to be working against uh, beta amyloid, you know, and the, the kind of journey we've been on in neuroscience. So um, what makes the potential therapeutic for your lead programs uh, unique compared to other treatments? Well, at some level, you know, unfortunately for many of these neurodegenerative disorders, there's been very little evolution of therapy. And beta amyloid antibodies, as we've just talked about, these were first hypothesized decades ago to be potential therapy. So it's taken decades to get to the place where we are with ideas which are many, 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 many years old. And so what we think what we have are antibodies which have some physiological validation. So these are ones that are been found in people with resilience. So we think there's an element there that's really important around the presence in individuals. These antibodies are naturally optimized. So the patient has selected these specific antibodies and they're targeting themes that we know to be important for disease progression. So we think that these will be 
unique and differentiated compared to other approaches, but there's still a lot of evolution in the field of therapeutic development to come. And ultimately, we think that we will have a role to play in disease-modifying therapeutics for these different disorders. And how will your potential therapies fit into the current treatment landscapes? Well, the truth is, is that the current treatment landscapes, by and large, are treating symptoms of disease for, say, Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or Huntington's. And we are just starting now to see what could be arguably disease-modifying therapies. So if we're able to develop a disease-modifying therapeutic, then those will be used quite broadly. And ultimately, disease-modifying therapeutics will be the name of the game for patients, of which there are, are many, and I believe will ultimately be used in combination with each other, just like we don't treat cancer with one drug. Any complex chronic disease ultimately will be treated with multiple combination approaches, and I believe that neurodegenerative disorders will be no different. And given the size of the populations with Alzheimer's and dementia, today it's thought that there are 55 million people who have dementia. And so these are large numbers of patients, and I believe there is going to be room for many therapies to tackle. And what are the potential implications of developing a disease-modifying therapeutic for Huntington's or Alzheimer's and uh, the field of neurodegenerative diseases? Well, the worst thing about these diseases, I think that there is the fear about it. People who have Huntington's, because it's a genetic disorder, unfortunately, they know the path that they're going down. And much the same in Alzheimer's, even though it's not quite the same genetics behind it, I think we all have family members or friends, and we've seen what happens to those individuals. And it's a terrible path that these patients head down. It's inexorable decline. And so, of course, we want to develop therapies to treat patients, but I think a lot of it is going to be giving back some measure of hope to not only the patients, but the caregivers and the support systems around the patients, which is impacted quite significantly by the disease. It doesn't impact just the patient, but their families and everyone around them. And I think that given the large numbers of individuals with these diseases, the potential impact is really tremendous. And that's what drives us every day at Alchemab. You know, we start with patients first. That's one of our core values, actually. And we think about that in the context of the patient samples we select to look for antibodies, all the way through to the hopes that we have for what happens when our antibodies get developed. So, you know, not only are there 55 million people today with dementias, according to the World Health Organization, it's expected there'll be 10 million more people with dementia every year. And if you think about those numbers, they get quite large. So the potential impact is enormous. And at Alchemab, I would say we're in a bit of a rush. You know, we were talking about beta amyloid. You know, when I was a grad student decades ago, we were, these were ideas were all around decades ago. And here we are today. It's taken decades. So I think that the opportunity is in front of us. And I believe that we have a unique offering, a unique approach to try and help address these diseases. And finally, can you tell us about the other fields of research that Alchemab is involved in and what we can expect from your company in the future? So the beauty of our platform 
is that we can actually work in any areas where antibodies or B cells are implicated in disease pathogenesis or protection. And so we think that we have the ability to work not only in neurodegenerative disorders, which is a core focus, obviously, but also in cancer, which we are working on internally. We also think there's really broad application in infectious disease and other places where we can apply our platform. You know, one of the beauties of a platform is that it can be broadly applicable because all we need is a blood sample because what we're looking for are the antibodies. And so we can compare antibodies in different samples with different diseases and apply those with our platform to look for antibodies. Now, what's really interesting is that when we look at resilient cancer patients, we find antibodies associated with cancer targets. And when we do patients with neurodegenerative disorders, we find antibodies against targets that are associated with neuro. So it's very interesting that our platform is able to discriminate against different differential groups, whether it be an Alzheimer's patient or a cancer patient, or certainly a COVID patient, we can find those antibodies. And so we can apply it very broadly. And ultimately my hope is that we can build a platform company focused on products across a wide variety of therapeutic areas. That's the vision of the company and our opportunity to make a long-term impact. Thanks very much, Young. Um, good luck with it. and. Let's keep in touch. Hopefully we'll be able to have some more updates from you in the future. Thanks very much. Thank you.